0: What a great introduction to the story of Esther. (laughs) Let's continue that story as it comes to us from the fourth chapter of the book of Esther. Then Esther spoke to Hathok and gave him a message for Mordecai, saying, All the king's servants and the people of the king's provinces know That if any man or woman goes to the king inside the inner court without being called, there is but one law. All alike are to be put to death. Only if the king holds out the golden scepter to someone may that person live. And I myself have not been called to come into the king for 30 days. When they told Mordecai what Esther had said, Mordecai told them to reply to Esther do not think that in the king's palace you will escape any more than all the other Jews. For if you keep silence at such a time as this, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another quarter, but you and your family, father's family will perish. Who knows? Perhaps you have come to royal dignity for just such a time as this. Then Esther said in reply to Mordecai, Go gather all the Jews to be found in Susa, and hold a fast on my behalf, and neither eat nor drink for three days, night or day. I and my maids will also fast as you do. And after that I will go to the king, though it is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. Mordecai then went away and did everything as Esther had ordered him. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. When my children were young, we had a lovable yellow lab who we called Bumper. And there was a reason why he was called Bumper. Uh, Bumper was strong-willed, he was non-compliant, and frankly, he was pretty dumb. Which is not a great combination in an 80-pound dog, really. But we loved him and he loved us And we learned to deal with his idiosyncrasies. Idiosyncrasies like his fear. You see, Bumper was afraid of lots of things. He was afraid of wind, he was afraid of rain, he was afraid of cats, he was afraid of anyone wearing a hat, and he was afraid of the dark this big, strong animal wouldn't go into a room until you turned the light on for him. And he certainly wouldn't go into the backyard at night without the floodlights blazing. And this may not sound like a big deal, except we lived in a part of North Carolina where we had power adages on a regular basis. So I can still remember this dog sitting by the door to the backyard. He was needing to go out but he was afraid of the dark. He would look at us with our lanterns and our candles. He would give us pathetic little glances. He would whine, but he wouldn't step out into the dark. The darkness was more than he could handle, and his fear was just too great. The darkness was more than he could handle, and his fear was just too great. Does this sound at all familiar to any of you? It may be a silly story about a foolish dog, but haven't you experienced such a moment? Don't you know a family or a community facing such a moment with darkness growing strong and fear taking over? And what is a person of faith to do when faced with very real, very serious danger or despair? with darkness closing in well esther certainly knew such a moment didn't she it's recorded for us in the third and fourth chapter of the book of esther an evil powerful man tricked the persian king into beginning a against the jewish people it's a dark and dangerous time and the jewish queen esther is faced with a choice should she risk death To approach the king and plead for her people? Or should she wait for death with the rest of her people? Talking about a dark moment, death or death. It seems like a moment when darkness reigns, doesn't it? It seems like a moment when fear, real logical fear should take over. What is a person of faith to do? Well, the disciple Peter knew such moments as well. You heard it read in Matthew's gospel just a few minutes ago about a one dark night when Peter was in a boat with the other disciples. And somewhere around three in the morning, a small storm blew up. The wind and the waves grew intense. The little boat got battered. And then, as if the situation wasn't bad enough, Peter and the others see some kind of water demon walking toward them. In the chaos of the storm and ghostly apparitions in the darkness, it's simply more than they can bear. And scripture tells us that they scream out in fear. So that question, it still hangs in the air. What is a person of faith to do? when faced with very real, very serious danger or despair, when darkness closes in? How do we keep fear from taking over? When illness stalks, when grief overwhelms, when injustice strengthens, when relationships shatter, what is a person of faith to do? Well, friends, listen to me. Our faith doesn't keep darkness, distress, or even evil from entering our lives and our world. But our faith can and does illumine such darkness. Faith guides us in such darkness. Faith gives us energy and hope in such darkness. I think the psalmist says it best. In Psalm 27 that you heard sung so beautifully a few minutes ago, the psalmist says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. In any darkness, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? If evildoers assail me, if an army encamps against me, my heart won't fear, though war rises up against me, yet, I will be confident. What is a person of faith to do when darkness closes in and fear grips? Look for the light, the psalmist says. Look for the light. The psalmist knew about darkness, you see. The psalmist knew that evil existed, knew that greedy politicians and bloodthirsty armies could destroy God's people, and sometimes did. But the psalmist also knew that God lights up the world with justice and love, that God knows we need light for our darkness. The psalmist knows that God's people have always turned to the God of salvation for that light. Look for the light, because by the grace of God, it's always there. Yes, even for my silly old dog, Bumper, when the power would go out, he would get a lighted escort into the backyard. And Esther, in her dangerous and deadly situation, she finds a way forward, a light, a light lifted by her mentor, Mordecai. Mordecai, who suggests that there's a purpose for her circumstance and that she must step into that purpose. And Peter, amid the storm and haunting of that dark night, hears a familiar voice that lights his very soul saying, take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. Looking for the light, following the light makes all the difference. And because God knows the darkness of this world and God knows our need for light, God sent his son, Jesus, Jesus, who tells us in the Gospel of John chapter 8, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Jesus lights the way, my friends. Jesus stands ready to light the way in every darkness. Jesus stands ready to fight our fear, to help us act despite our fear. You see fear, not the darkness, but fear remains our formidable enemy. It's fear that opposes our growth and recovery. It's fear that destroys relationships. It's fear that cripples our efforts to make a difference. It's fear that keeps us from becoming the people God intends us to become. And believe me, it's fear that holds back the church far more than a lack of money or members or influence. I know this to be true because I've witnessed the destructive power of fear and you have too. Maybe even more importantly, fear is what allows the darkness of our world to take over. Why? Because fear blinds us. It takes our attention from what matters. It takes our eyes off the light. Remember, not one of a boatload of disciples could recognize Jesus coming to them in the darkness of that stormy night. Their terror, their fear, kept them from seeing their salvation. And yes, Peter walks on water until fear turns his attention from Jesus and back to the wind and the waves. And we work the same way. Fear brings out the very worst in us. It dries up our compassion. It keeps us from clear, steady decisions. Fear blinds us in dangerous ways. That's why we need light. The light of faith. Just a little such light can counter our fear. Even a bit of trust in God clears our eyes and hearts. Just a little grace enables us to step back from wrong decisions and hatred and hopelessness. And just a little light can open our eyes to signs of God's love, even when we are in the middle of darkness. The light of God, the light of the world, the light of faith, it is the only antidote for fear. Amid wind and waves and threats of water demons, the voice of Christ, the voice of love, the light of the world, slayed the enemy of fear. Jesus' love for Peter and the rest, their love for him. That's what saved the day. That's what shone the light into that fearful situation. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, Jesus said, but will have the light of life. So what is a person of faith to do when darkness closes in and fear begins to take hold? Look for the light. Look for that light. First, look for that light in scripture because from beginning to end, scripture shines a light on the character of God and God's intentions, God's loving intentions toward us. Scripture reminds us again and again who God is. It illumines the darkness of our lives and worlds. It shines a light on God's mercy and love. The psalmist writes, thy word, O God, it's a lamp to my feet. It's a light to my path. So look for that light that can push away the darkness in scripture. Secondly, look for that light in one another. Just as Esther was reminded by Mordecai of her identity and her purpose, we are meant to remind one another of our identity as children of God and our purpose as kingdom builders for Christ's sake. We need each other. We desperately need each other to push back the darkness and to face our fears. So look for the light in others and be the light for one another. Mother Teresa said it well when she wrote, we need to give Christ a chance to make use of us, to be his word and his work, to share his food and his clothing in the world today. If we do not radiate the light of Christ around us, the sense of darkness that prevails in the world will only increase. And finally look for that light in our savior, Jesus Christ. Friends, God didn't leave us to the darkness of this world. Thanks be to God. That's the good news of the gospel that God instead shines light into our world through Jesus. God didn't leave us to the darkness of this world but gave us the light of light. So whatever you fear and whatever darkness draws near, Look for that light, the light that calls us to rise and shine, the light that makes our true home, the light that speaks words to us, that fills our soul with words like take heart, do not fear, I am your light, and no darkness, no fear is strong enough to overcome that. Hallelujah. Amen. Will you pray with me? God, we come before you this day, knowing that there is darkness in our world and in our lives, knowing that there is much to fear. But we also come to you, O one who loves us, knowing that in you, there is light enough for each of us. Speak to us now and bring us again enough light that we may find our way. In the name of Jesus, the light of the world, we pray. Amen.